Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. Hello, Jordan. How's it going over there? Good. How are you guys today? Good. Good. It, it was raining really hard, but it just stopped raining. So oh. we're outside playing and yeah, it's actually turned out to be a really pretty day over here. It's just been a kind of crazy Saturday. So I think I told you I had a couple extra kids spending the night over here last night. Oh yes. I didn't know they were spending the night though. <laughs> yeah. They spent the night because their parents were out of town and one of them that shan't not be named had an accident <laughs> this morning. And it was the kind of accident that a certain someone wanted to conceal from their peers. So oh, um, they tried to clean it up on their own, <laughs> which ended up resulting in just absolute disaster. And um, one of the people oh, no. came up screaming to me of the disaster that had happened in the basement. And I came down to just see just, you know, poop everywhere. Just oh, no. poop everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> sad. Oh. It was very sad. And she was very sad. But we got it all taken care of and under wraps and everything. Oh, poor okay, thing. It was just quite the, it was a, it was a good little good morning to us all. So <laughs> just are either of your boys sleepwalkers? No, all are sleep talkers, though. All the boys oh, in the film okay. are sleep talkers. I feel like sleepwalking makes nighttime accidents a whole new, yeah. it's like a whole new level of yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just remembering a story that my mom told me once about my brother uh, peeing in a potted plant in the middle of the night uh, yeah. <laughs> and thinking like legit thinking that he was in the bathroom. <laughs> Jared yeah. sleep, talk, sleep talks very much and it's always hilarious and he can fall asleep just in the middle of talking like he's super high energy all the time and then just when he hits the when he hits the wall he hits the wall and that's the end of it and uh there has been multiple times that he's falling asleep reading aloud to me (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) so he'll just be reading aloud and I remember one distinct time when he was like um something 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 that was coherent and then said the word slinky kittens and I was like slinky kittens that doesn't feel like it would be in a book and I looked over and his eyes were closed and he was literally he had fallen asleep while reading aloud and was just jabbering about slinky kittens and random words that didn't make sense so you have told me that before because he stayed with us when he was when we were living in my parents basement and I was like Mm -hmm. I feel bad he's gonna have to sleep on the couch and you're like oh he's fine he can sleep anywhere yes I don't understand that because I take so much time to wind down. Yeah. I don't I get know. it. I know I do too. He is just like going, going, talking, hyper asleep. That's the option for him <laughs> on and off. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. One time in his sleep, he was talking about um, ironclad ships. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, he was saying in his sleep, like, what's the name of that other ship? The Merrimack and the... 
Uh, I can't remember. Wait, this was in his sleep? Yes, this is all in his sleep. And so the next morning, I was like, hey, what's the name of those ships? And was like bringing it up to him. And he could remember the Merrimack and not the others. I was like, well, that's what your subconscious could remember also because you were saying that in your sleep. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, but I like sleep talking. It's very funny. Sometimes I have a conversation and try to egg it on more and it's hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. So. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about advice to new moms today. We did the advice to new brides. So we thought we'd just go on with this little train of thought that we're having. So these are our, these are going to be our advice to new moms. Um, uh, so when you're nursing, you're starving. Uh, you think you're really hungry during <laughs> pregnancy. And then you're like, and discover this whole new level of hunger once you're nursing. Um, and cravings. Do you have cravings when you're nursing also or just during pregnancy? Uh... Not really. I mean, definite cravings for water. Like I'd never yeah. understood before, but no, not, not really just so hungry. Yeah. So, uh, we thought we would talk about nursing stack snacks for our, um, icebreaker. Yes. What's your faves? Um, well, I'm way healthier about it now than I used to be. <laughs> it used to just be any cake in sight. Um, <laughs> any cake in sight will do. Well, and that's what I didn't understand is like, I didn't know how to feed myself. Mm. So it was literally just, I was living off of sugary carbs because I was so hungry all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But um, some of my favorite somewhat healthier ones are like those Aussie bites. Have you ever had those before? Uh, that's ringing a bell. But I can't Costco, so maybe not. You might. I like those though. I feel like I've seen them on Pinterest or something. Are they kind of like a haystack? Oh. I, I bet, I bet they do have like copycat versions of it. I don't remember the exact ingredients aside from like shredded coconut, mm. quinoa, maybe mm-hmm. uh, sunflower seeds, honey, and butter. Hmm. They're just really good, like sugary, high fat mm-hmm. snacking things. Those yeah. were really some of my favorite ones with the first few kids. Mm-hmm. I really like to rely on like dried fruit and nuts though. Now mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So yeah, I just uh, soaked a lot of macadamia nuts to try those yeah. this round. Yeah, I saw that on your story. Those sheets yeah. look cute, by the way. I like those sheets. Oh yeah, those were uh, Target ones. I think they were on sale. Yeah. I think that's why I snagged them. And I thought, I love this design. <laughs> yeah, I, do too. I like those. Uh, my favorite snacks are uh, like meat. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yep. so I like just like beef sticks. I like the Chomps brand of beef sticks have you used those no I've never tried those before I'm kinda... I kind of have those around the house just because the boys like them too they're a great snack and just like easy to try those something I did this time was uh this was just because it was easy I went to Sam's and bought boiled eggs oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get like the I think there's like two in a pack and um they're already peeled so it's just like a very easy you open them and there's a boiled egg there to eat that's a good idea actually yeah. So, and then, uh, I always like to make like a healthy muffin. My mom made for me this time, once I got out of the hospital and actually just made some for my friend that just had a baby, um, the venison for dinner brand muffins. Oh, I haven't made those ones. Okay. Well, I mean, I had a C-section with all my kids, so I am pooping is, I'm just talking a lot about pooping on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, pooping is an issue whenever you've had a lot of pain meds and surgery oh. and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, come home feeling terrible after having a C-section oh. and then you can't poop. So, 
um, brand muffins and they're really, really yummy. That recipe, like I like them even if I don't have a pooping issue. I just, think oh, I'll have to go check those really out. Good. I didn't, I've never seen yeah, those. They have like molasses in them and bran and uh, I can't remember what else. I just made them this morning, but I don't know, the normal muffin things other than those, but they're really good. That just randomly reminded me I'm out of molasses. And this mm-hmm. keeps happening to me on my grocery trips where there's like one item yep. <laughs> that I know I put in my cart. And I'm like, did they just never put it in my car? Is it floating around in my car somewhere? <laughs> I never unloaded it? Like totally different picking up groceries versus yes. going to the yep. store. Because <laughs> you don't know, like, did I pay for that? Did it somehow not? Yeah. It? Listen to this. So I ordered people's paste a while back. And it's been like a month. And I just looked the other day at my tracking. I was like, surely it would have been, would have been at least on its way. So I looked at the tracking and it said it was delivered like March 22nd and it was not delivered. And Jared and I have been like, Uh is it somewhere in the garage? Like, did they just sit it somewhere in the garage? (laughs) No. (laughs) Which is possible. It could have happened that it's like somewhere floating in the abyss of the garage. But anyway, I. I So did you ever figure it out though? No, I just emailed them no, earlier no. today. I'm like, this happened. What what happens now? Whose fault is this? Is it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <what to> no. <laughs> so I emailed them and see if they have any advice for me. So speaking of advice, that's a great segue. Do you have some advice for new moms? <laughs> well, I think part of why I wanted to talk about this is like, I wanted to, whoops, I wanted to uh, kind of talk about the books that like shaped yeah. me or that yeah. I read now that I wish I would have read then, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine is like more booky advice, I, I think, unfortunately. Okay. Is, every, is everything okay? Yeah. Did you hear that really loud boom? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did you just see me jump? You, you <laughs> distracted like a ghost walked in the room. There was a very loud boom that I don't know what it was. Hopefully just a door slamming. But anyways, I think everything's fine. I just heard the golf cart drive off. Someone may have driven a golf cart into my house. <laughs> There's a very handsome man in my room with a knife right now. So a little on socks. <laughs> Jared can just edit this part out. Yeah. Um, Did you say he has a knife? <laughs> he always has a knife, but yes. <laughs> um, okay. So books that have shaped your mothering. Yes. Books. Okay. So I think the two books that I always forget about this one that I would recommend you reading as a new mom is what is a family by Edith Schaefer and for the children's sake by Mm -hmm. Francis Schaefer Macaulay, Mm -hmm. which is ironic because it's a mother and daughter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Edith wrote one and then her daughter wrote the other. And I was thinking about this because when I was first a parent, I didn't have proper Christian anthropology. Like I didn't know what people were for and therefore I didn't know what the family was for. So those books really helped me recover. Like you're not necessarily shaped. You are in some ways shaping your child, but God has already given your child a personality with, for, for like his own purposes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God mm-hmm. intends to accomplish something with your child's crazy berserk personality, (laughs) um, or what feels that way when they're four. (laughs) Yeah. Um, or incredibly strong-willed personality or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so just understanding because Charlotte Mason's philosophy really affects the writing of for the children's sake. So I'm not pushing it for that reason, but just because it's really important to understand personhood as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but then I just, Edith Schaefer's book is so like hands-on practical that the family is to be a shelter in a storm. And she just gives so much really, 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 really helpful practical advice that we just don't have anymore because we haven't been passing this stuff, this Christian culture down Mm -hmm. generationally. So if you're a new mom or if you're about to have a baby, pick those two books up for sure. Yeah. Um, my two were Rachel Jankovich's books that I, I got a hold of those probably like two or three years ago now, but they just have completely changed our family uh, because they've yeah. completely changed the way that I have mothered and made me see just the beauty of everyday life and the importance of everyday life. And um, I think a big thing, this goes along with my advice that I was going to talk about, but um I feel like it's very Rachel Jankovic-esque is like to not see your kids as getting in the way of the things that you actually are supposed to be doing. You know, the the, the kids are the things that you're supposed to be working on and doing. And that's the purpose of your day. Um, Mm -hmm. That Their needs are what your, that's what your job is. Their needs aren't getting the way of your job, but your job is to meet the needs. Um, Yeah. And so those are just two books that I can't recommend enough. I loved them both very much. And they're both really similar. Um, yeah. I think, did she re, re, uh, write um, Loving the Little Years first and then Fit to Birth? Yeah, she did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Fit yeah, to Birth is a little more. Say this. I don't know um, if it's like the entire reason she wrote the second one, but I've heard her say that a lot of the Mormons actually latched on to yeah. the first book. And so mm-hmm. she felt the need to be more strongly worded with her second book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, I really liked the second book because it covered a lot more like food idolatry among mothers. So that was really helpful for me. Yeah. She also has a talk called anti-fragile mothering and it was a part of the grace agenda. Uh, I think it was year before last. And yeah. um, that was a really, really good, good talk and a good resource to look at if you're, um, kind of wanting to improve your mothering and, and then also just kind of like, it was a philosophy behind like what our kids are for in general, like, um, like these are, these are arrows in our hand that they're not something Mm -hmm. to just be like, I don't want to say overly protected, but just to like, all of our life is for God's glory, including our children and to not, um, be afraid of that. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Some other good advice that I've heard over the years. Um, I think this is from the Doug and Nancy Wilson talks that are on YouTube. Have you watched those before? You may have uh, like the Q and the um, yeah the Q and A's. Why the children Q&A. matter Q and A stuff. Yeah, yeah, those are helpful. Yeah, those were really helpful for us too. And he talks about being a house of yes and um, having having very specific rules and um, and those being kind of limited. Like these are our rules of our house. And then, um, and then not just saying no for no reason, which I think <laughs> yeah. before in my parenting, I would say no for like self and self-interest kind of reasons. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to swing you right now because I want to do my thing or I want to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Um, but instead like seeing value in putting them above my own interests and, yeah. um, and, and to know that they're not getting in the way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, just reinforcing that in myself is something that I try <laughs> to remind myself of. And, and honestly, like it makes your life way better if you're, if you're not thinking that the kids throughout your day are getting in the way. 
Yeah. Um, because if you're, if your mindset is like these other side tasks are the more important things, then yeah. you're going to be frustrated all day long because there's going to be needs that need to be met all day long. Yeah. So if you just like have your mind set on my job is to meet the needs of the kids today, um, mm-hmm. then when things come up, like hold me, swing me, feed me, get me a drink, yes. all that kind of stuff, then it's not frustrating. It's, oh, this is my job. And I want to do it with a cheerful attitude mm-hmm. and not thinking that it's getting in the way of something more important. It's funny that you brought up this whole garden of yes thing. Cause I totally didn't know you were going to talk about that because I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine this morning who has multiple young boys and <laughs> they're just boys are very mischievous and curious. And it's not, I'm always teaching my boys not to call baby Cyril naughty because he's not naughty. He's just mm-hmm. curious, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I think sometimes at least very, very early on in my parenting in order for life to be a garden of yes, that meant I had to take them to the mountains daily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know any other way to describe it, but like there was a solid period in their early years where in order for everyone's morality, like our, not morality, our, um, just morale in general in our family, it just meant I had to be physically outside with them all Mm -hmm. of the time. But what that meant was that I had to scale back in a way on serving outside of my home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I think we kind of forget that and we can start to feel bad about it, but really that's where the family has to be your first priority. Because if you are distracted Mm -hmm. by serving everyone else, and so your children are learning really bad habits, Mm -hmm. you're failing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are failing. So yes, stop making dinner for everyone else. Stop having people over five nights a week. If you cannot get your own kids in a swing, like you're saying, or mm-hmm. on the trail for a little bit and just help, help to satiate some of that God-given curiosity, because it's not, it's not a flaw. It's a feature that God gave them and we need to work with that. Yeah. And I think that's such good advice, even for me. And I think pastors, wives in general, or ministry, or even just people who are like active members of their church, like there's lots of things to do. And, and it can easily just pile up to the point where, like I was saying earlier, it's like you get overwhelmed and you're like, okay, everything is crumbling around me. And it's like, okay, what was my priorities for the day? Because I just completely missed it with all the stuff that I just did. So anyway, yeah, I think that's good. Just like making sure that our kids actually are the priority, that your parenting actually is the priority, not a million other things, even if they're good things. Um, But anyways, um, another one I had was about discipline. Um, So my advice for new moms, if you just having a baby and maybe if this is your first, I would say uh, discipline early and often because it will save you in the long run. I've had lots of people talk to me before about discipline and like just how to go about it, when to go about it, when to start. And um, we always say like start disciplining early because the quicker that you establish those ground rules in, in your family, the quicker that it pays off. So like if you mm. if you pay attention to the little fit that your one-year-old is throwing and you address that and you deal with that, then you don't have to as much deal with the big fit that the three-year-old is throwing. Yeah. I think a lot of times you think, oh, this is just a baby. Like, it's just a baby. How, you know, how can this baby um, understand something like that? But a baby is a lot smarter than you realize, especially like a one-year-old, if they're, if they're smart enough to like defy you or hit or, um, you know, 
uh, arch their back in anger whenever you say no about something, then they're smart enough to understand that mommy is saying no, and this is the discipline (laughs) cause and effect of what's going to happen. Um, and so anyways, I would say discipline early and often and, and especially with the first, because it pays off like a million fold with the next kids because the yeah. first really sets the tone of your house. I think of like, what, what kind of things do we do here and what kind of things do we not do here? Um, yeah. cause a lot of people have talked to us about like, Jared put something on Facebook like a year ago about whining. And, um, people have said like, how do you get your kids to not whine? And my kids definitely whine sometimes not saying that they're like immune from whining. Um, but that's one thing like with ransom, I think it's just because you know how everybody has their thing. That's just like, I can't take that. And my one thing for sure, like I can't whining is super hard for me. So because whining was like very not tolerated with our first, it's just kind of something that has trickled down and Valor doesn't really whine a lot, um, either. So I think just being diligent with the first, especially to put those ground rules in place because it will pay off with your future kids too. I think too, I I think part of why people kind of scoff at this when you think about discipline early is they only think of it in terms of like, first of all, punishment. That's not what any sort of discipline, it's not for punishment. It's to restore to fellowship because if there's actual sin habits going on, they've already broken fellowship with mom and dad. So you're disciplining them in order to restore them, not to punish them. So change your mind there, but also realize that there are like, there's defensive parenting and there's offensive parenting. If you're to the place where, which this happens, where you have to spank a two-year-old, you are now defending your parenting. But if you can also help babies specifically be on the offensive, help distract them to strengthen their own will because if they're, if they are fussy little babies that are throwing their milk every minute mm-hmm. off the high chair and, you know, mm-hmm. screaming, um, you need to help them develop habits. So I was not willing, I would probably say with my first two kids, I would have seen that as a weakness in my child instead of realizing actually that's a weakness in your parenting. You need to help them put down, lay down actual positive habits as a person too, and not mm-hmm. only rely on the defensive, um, punitive type of parenting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this, and this requires creativity. It's really easy to spank your kids. It's really hard to think about ways to remove stumbling blocks from them though. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that requires more work. Yeah. I remember whenever ransom was little, um, I mean, this was probably like 18 months or something like that. And he would not stay in a high chair. Like we'd go out to eat and I'd put him in the high chair and he'd immediately stand up and be trying to get out of it over and over and over again. And to the point that it would just stress me out so bad anytime we're out to eat and um, going out to eat with uh, some of Jared's friends from college. And they had their first was a little older than ours and just talking to her and be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I literally, I don't know what to do, how to keep this kid sitting in a high chair, um, at a restaurant without throwing a gigantic fit and like having to just over and over and over again, having to deal with it. Um, and she was like, she gave me advice to like, not get, don't give up basically. (laughs) And yeah. And I think a lot of times we feel so like this can never change. It's just going to be every single time we go out to eat that they're going to keep doing this. But like, okay, know that a lot of behavior things don't last forever. Like put the hard work in and don't give up the first signs you see of things. And like with a high chair, it was like, okay, every single time I'm just going to put them back in, just going to put them back in. Sorry. This is embarrassing (laughs) for me and hard for all of you watching. Sorry. I'm going to keep doing this, this crying baby. And the next time we got to eat, 
it probably is not going to be as bad. And it wasn't like it, it was a, it was a habit that was amended, praise the Lord. But, um, with things like that to not ignore it the first time because it gets bigger and yes. bigger because they realize, Oh, I don't have to do it. Um, I don't have mm-hmm. to do it in the high chair. So anyways, <laughs> things, things can be amended and to not give up easily be more strong-willed than your strong-willed kid is some advice that I needed to get. <laughs> with, I think, with I think where I would have gone wrong with that though, is that I wouldn't have humbled myself enough to bring crayons and a notepad with me the next time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I would have been completely unwilling to, (laughs) to just be like, wait a second. This is also a child that we're talking about. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Bring the crayons 100%. High chairs are like, help them. We just got Cyril a new high chair. Oh yeah. For that exact reason. Like you need a full jet pack. You are staying in place. You're not getting out of this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and mealtimes are amazing now. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Picky eating was another one. You helped me through that a lot oh, yeah. when, um, man, that was been a couple of years ago and man, it's like, that was something that I thought we will never, this will never be better. We will deal with this forever. And God helped. And, um, you gave me good advice and resources and help. And, um, yeah, our mealtimes are like a completely different experience than they were before. So yeah, things can change. Be, be diligent about it and don't give up. And like, if you see areas in your family now, this, this isn't for first time moms, I guess, but like, if you see areas in your family that you wish that you would have done differently earlier, like don't chalk it up as a loss. You can, you can, Mm. you can change things now. You can start working on it now, get the hard work in and things, things may take a year to amend, but it's worth it. Yeah. Hard work in. Um, And that's, what's so cool about God's grace is that he is redeeming whole family lines. Yeah. That doesn't mean like if if you have a hard teenager, you know, the grace isn't there for you. No, God is actually in the business of redeeming entire family lines and cutting off (laughs) sinful habits and families. So just pray for that grace and that creativity to know how to disciple your kids. Yeah. So, um, since you mentioned spanking, you have uh-huh. your advice on spanking. <laughs> I think if you are quick to spank, you will have to spank less. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my biggest advice, I guess, is um, people who at least I've talked to that are like, oh, we're just going to be spanking all the time. It's like, well, if you are waiting until the you know third fit happens, then yeah, you probably will be spanking all the time. But if you have a no tolerance policy, And it's honestly, it's not out of meanness. It's out of kindness to your child and to yourself. Because if you're, if you're tolerating things, the unfortunate part is then they have to deal with the wrath of mom screaming at them before they get the spanking. Really? (laughs) Where if you just say, what what do they prefer? Mom's wrath for an hour or a spanking? (laughs) Exactly. So it's, it's kindness to yourself and it's kindness to them. And it's obedience to scripture that says to correct out of discipline, out of gentleness. So if you can't do that, you have no business correcting them anyways. Yeah. I, you know, I've talked to people before, like, okay, should we do timeout? Should we, people asking me if they should, what kind of discipline is good for what? And I'm like, you know, you know, your kid and you know, what works, but like actual physical, like the rod as the Bible calls it is the only form of discipline that the Bible gives example of. So as far as like the Bible doesn't talk about timeouts is what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but it does tell us like he who spares the rod hates his son. (laughs) 
but he who loves him is careful to discipline him in Proverbs. And there's like lots of, there's a few, there's more than one, two or three, at least that talks about, here we go. Proverbs 29, 15, also the rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. Um, so I'm always saying like, if the Bible gives us specific example of spanking, then I would at least spank. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's yeah. good advice. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if, if there's other things that work well, as far as discipline goes, like removing a privilege or timeout or whatever, like that's fine too. But um, I think especially for young years to spank early so that you can stop spanking early. Yeah. Um, as far as ages go, like that's what we do. Like we start spanking early and then hopefully, and honestly, like by now our oldest is now almost seven and the spankings are almost done. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. Very, very and if you, now. if you feel like you're struggling with yelling in your house, you probably are not spanking enough. Yeah. You're probably just letting things go way too long to, mm-hmm. to the point where it boils over and you need to quiet your tongue and get out your paddling spoon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So obviously I think it goes without saying that, um, it must be done in love and without extreme measures or anything like that. We're obviously not talking about any kind of physical harm done to a child. So yeah, all of those qualifications you're wishing we would have said, yeah. Imagine them having been said. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, okay. So with some practical things that I, one of them is practically, I just like cloth diapering. I think it's, it saves a lot of money and I, I just enjoy it. So look into cloth diapering if you're a first time mom. Um, also read to them from birth. We did this with all of our kids and um, I think it has helped with reading and with um, just attention span. We read really to ransom whenever he was first, but I keep giving him his example because he's our first, but with ransom, we would read to him at night, even when he would nurse, Jared would either read aloud or, um, I would read when I nursed him sometimes the evenings. And because of that, he can sit and listen to books read read aloud for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, read even when you're like, Oh, I'm reading to someone who's not even listening Read to them from, yeah, from birth, I would say. Um, and then my last little practical one was get a baby carrier that you like, because you can do so much if your baby's in a carrier, like your little baby, is that what you're talking about? A baby carrier. Yeah. What, like, what do you, what sort of things? I'm just curious. What sort of things are you talking about? Like, it's just easier to deal with fussiness or what do you mean? Are you talking about when a baby is in a carrier? Yeah. Oh man. Like, uh, whenever Providence is fuss- like yesterday, she had a fussy day and I, or I think it was the day before yesterday. She had a fussy day. So she was like, anytime I'd lay her down she was crying. So I put her oh, in the sling okay. a lot of the day and did all my household chores and yeah. like did some gardening stuff. I made those, I made a new batch of those unpaper towels. sewed. okay. I see what you mean now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you meant like, then you can go to the zoo every day. I just wasn't sure. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you could go to the zoo with a baby in a carrier, but I'm saying like, you can just get your stuff done if your baby Mm. is in a carrier and is fussy. You know, Kate from Venison for Dinner said something recently. I don't know where, but I was like, oh, it had never dawned on me before. I've never been the sort of a person that feels like you're spoiling a baby if you're holding it. But um, we have definitely sleep trained a lot of our older earlier babies very successfully. Mm-hmm. But, um, she was talking about how like your baby is in your womb. You're being carried around 24 seven. 
Mm-hmm. So the idea that you spoil a baby by holding it mm-hmm. 70% of the day, you're like almost cutting that time in half if you do yeah. that. Yeah. So that was just kind of like, oh, I had never thought of that. Like they just are used to physical touch. Yeah. And so like when they're fussy, mm-hmm. yes, it really is pop the baby. I didn't really use our carrier until we had Ira, who was our second, but it's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the ring sling. I don't have one. I've always wanted a Tula. Do you have a, don't you have a Tula? Tula. I have an Ergo. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what a Tula is. Um, it's a lot like the Ergo, but, um, it's just a little less bulky. So, okay. Huh. But they're kind of expensive. I've never got one, but, um, I've used a friends before and I like it a lot. Yeah. But the ring sling's super easy to make. So yeah. 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 Skills. That's super easy. Easy to adjust to and like put on. Yeah. The ergo can be kind of tricky. I've always been able to do yeah. it on my own, but it can be kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I can never get a baby on my back by myself. I have to have someone like put it on my back, mm-hmm. <laughs> the baby on my back. So that's why I was like ring sling. It's easy to put on. Um, Any practical advice? Uh, since we're like heading into summer, this has been something we've been thinking about. We've been hiking on Brian's days off again. So Cyril is like officially in hiking boot camp. <laughs> where he hikes at least part of the day. Yeah. Part of the way, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I actually took that from, oh, this is another good book. Um, for the family's sake. So Susan wrote for the children's sake, and then she wrote for the family's sake. And in there, she talked about having hiking habits mm-hmm. and goals for your children. Yeah. So we started that super early where mm-hmm. as soon as they were walkers, they yeah. we kind of set the goal of like however year, many years old you are, that's how many miles you should be able to hike. Yeah. Um, which I know sounds insane. And I know it's not, we live right by the mountains. There's hiking trails out the wazoo. My boys just came home from hiking. Um, so I know that's not super practical for everyone, but just do not helicopter your kids at yes. the park. Like yeah. that's been a really big thing that Brian has helped me with. Like he tells the kids, if you can't do it on your own steam, then I'm not going to help you do it. And part of that really is for their safety and their own muscle development. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am the mom that does that other people will be helping my kids at the park. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that because mm-hmm. now she can't get down on her own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just some of my practical advice. It's, it's allowed my children to develop a lot of, um, coordination, they rarely get hurt. Yeah. yeah. A lot of coordination, um, a lot of, get them like good barefoot shoes. Don't get them the shoes that come like all the way up their ankle and like have their foot in a cast because their foot is not designed to, to be stuck like that when they're exploring. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a big fan of like barefoot, really wide shoes for babies or no shoes at all. Yeah. Which I think, um, this plays off of that, but don't underestimate your kid in a lot of different ways. Like give him good challenges. Like when it comes to physical things like that. And also like don't underestimate their behavior. Don't underestimate like what they're capable of doing, like have super high standards because they live up to your standards. So have -hmm. really high standards of like what you expect from them and what you think they can do. So anyway, in a fun way, like that's what we do with our kids. We're like, yeah, I really think you can do this. And they're like, you think you can? I'm like, yeah, I really think you can. And then they're able to do it. Um, whether it be sit through a really long something or, Mm -hmm. Or hike a really long trail, like whatever it may be, like give them good confidence that they can do things. And lots of chocolate chips. <laughs> chocolate chips. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else? 
Um, no, I think just be willing to live outside your first few years as a new mom. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make your life easier and your home more clean. <laughs> so maybe, maybe not though. That last <laughs> one might be bad. <laughs> and maybe misleading. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.